What's up, Fantasy Peeps? This is the boy Mel from Digging the Pits Fantasy Football. I'm here to discuss Week 12's uh, matchups. Uh, but first off, I want to start off by saying Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. If I don't get to say it, Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Stay safe. Stay, stay out of harm's way. And remember to mask up and sanitize when you leave and leave out of places and go into places. COVID is spreading like a wildfire through everywhere so just make sure you stay safe out there guys um let's get into it um we're, we're doing an early early slate of games here because we have a thanksgiving like three games on thanksgiving so we're going to do the whole whole slate of games here this week and we want to come out with the podcast a little earlier uh let's get started we had houston with uh, detroit lions Turnover-worthy plays, Deshaun Watson, 1.67%. Matthew Stafford, 2.46%. Passer rating. Houston, out of a clean pocket, 119%. Under pressure, 77%. Detroit, out of a clean pocket, 96%. Under pressure, 86%. Percent of plays, Houston running the ball 31% of the time. Passing the ball 69% of the time. Detroit's running the ball 36% of the time, passing the ball 64% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Houston 68, Detroit 66. Formation sets, Houston's out of three wide, 69% of the time. Two tight end sets, 29% of the time. Two running back sets, 5% of the time. Detroit's out of three wide, 66% of the time. Two tight end sets, 23% of the time. Two running back sets, 16% of the time. Guys, if DeAndre Swift can go this week, this is a prime spot for him. Houston's allowing the third most point fantasy points to running backs. So, I like DeAndre Swift if he can go. However, Adrian Peterson, not a bad not bad off either. So, if DeAndre can't go, get Adrian Peterson in there. Also, carry on Johnson in the passing game. So, don't sleep on any of the bats in this game because Houston's giving up damage to the running backs. To the opposing team running back, so look for the running backs from Detroit to do damage. Hopefully Galloway can go. If he Galladay can go, if Galladay can go, I like Matthew Stafford this week. I think it's going to be a good week for Matthew Stafford if Galladay can go because Houston's Houston's also giving up damage to the wide receiver position as well. On the other side, Duke Johnson hasn't been he hasn't been living up to the bill of a bell cow um, running back this season, but this is a great spot for him to get right against Detroit Lions. This team is allowing the most points to fantasy running back. So why not Duke Johnson? Why not? Look for him to continue to do damage. And of, of course, Watson should do damage against this team. They gave up damage. They gave up numbers to PJ Walker last week. So look for Watson to do well also. Moving on to the Washington football team at Dallas Cowboys. Turnover-worthy plays. Alex Smith, 2.0%. Andy Dalton, 4.32%. Passer rating. Washington under a clean pocket, 86%. Under pressure, 60%. Dallas under a clean pocket, 82%. Under pressure, 51%. Percent of plays. Washington's running the ball 36% of the time. Passing the ball 64% of the time. Dallas running the ball 35% of the time, passing the ball 65% of the time. 
average offensive snap. Washington's $68.76. Formation sets. Washington's out of three wide receiver sets 68% of the time. Two tight end sets 19% of the time. Two running back sets 13% of the time. Dallas out of three wide receiver sets 77% of the time. Two tight end sets 21% of the time. Two running back sets 3% of the time. Antonio Gibson is still... He's still seeing a 27% share of the offensive production for Washington. So, I like him this week compared to J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick is seeing 10%, a 10% share. So, look for Antonio Gibson to continue to do damage here. I, I know that um, J.D. McKissick is getting a lot of passes from Alex Smith to check downs. So, but I still think that Antonio Gibson is the guy that Washington want to utilize. So look for Antonio Gibson to continue to do damage. Terry McLaurin has a 33% share of Washington's offensive production. So he should he should eat against this uh, Dallas team that is number three in points allowed to the wide receiver position. By the way, he's my star player of the week. And he's starting off early. He should have a good game on Thanksgiving. He's my top five wide receiver this week. So look for Terry McLaurin to do well. Washington defense is pretty good. Andy Dalton looked good last week. So I think that with Andy Dalton coming on to be serviceable a little bit, uh, I think that Cooper is in a good spot. Gallup and Lamb, they all should be fine this week. Washington is allowing points to the wide receiver position. So look for those guys to do well as also. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens at the Steelers. Turnover worthy plays. Lamar Jackson, 4.32%. Ben Roethlisberger, 2.36%. Passer rating. Baltimore under clean pocket, 97%. Under pressure, 83%. Pittsburgh under a clean pocket, 105%. Under pressure, 81%. Percent of plays, Baltimore's running the ball 46% of the time, passing the ball 54% of the time. Pittsburgh's running the ball 38% of the time, passing the ball 62% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Baltimore 67, Pittsburgh 70. Formation sets, Baltimore's out of three wide receiver sets 54% of the time. Two tight end sets 32% of the time. Two running back sets, 32% of the time. Pittsburgh's out of three wide receiver sets, 71% of the time. Two tight end sets, 23% of the time. Two running back sets, 10% of the time. Guys, we got to monitor this game. It's a Thursday night game. COVID has struck in this Baltimore Ravens team. We don't know if this game is going to be postponed or pushed back to Sunday or not because the league has a chance to do that. They have they can do that with this game being on Thursday and some of the players. There's, there's not only players who hit who are hit with the COVID bug in Baltimore. There's some coaches, there's some other staff members. So we just got to monitor this game and be sure that it's going to go off. Both J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are out due to the COVID issue. They both were struck with COVID. So... We don't know what's going to happen with this game, guys. So let's keep our eyes on it. It's, it's playing on Thursday, so we'll see. 
these are both two great defenses. The first game was a, a scoring fest. I doubt, highly doubt, if this game turns out that way. It's a division game. So, normally a division game with two defensive teams, normally the second time around, it normally normalizes itself out uh, with the teams playing better defenses and tightening things up a little bit. By the way, Pittsburgh looks great, man. They're spreading that well. They're spreading the ball very, very well. So, if any team shoots out, I think it's them. I think it's Pittsburgh in this game. I don't know. Baltimore's looking a little shaky. I don't know if, you know, they're going to produce as well. But, we'll see. <clears throat> Juju was banged up with an ankle. He stepped on an official flag so and twisted his ankle a little bit. I don't know how that's going to shake out this week either. We'll have to monitor that with the game being so short. Uh, so quick, quick turnaround on Thursday. Deontay Johnson is clearly Pittsburgh's number one wide receiver. Chase Claypool, he's a big body for cornerbacks to defend. So um, it's, it's a tough matchup for, for, for other cornerback, opposing cornerbacks to defend this guy. And he's fast. So look for him to continue to do damage as well. I like Deontay and Claypool. If you have, to have those guys, you have to start them. Listen, Deontay got like 15 targets last week. He didn't score a touchdown, but he scored like 26 fantasy points. That's humongous. If he scores a touchdown, he takes you like 30 points. So Deontay is a must start at this point. Don't sleep on Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. They're the only two backs in Baltimore in town. So I like them to do, do well this week at a low rate. They may even be on your waiver wire, but Justice Hill, if he's on your waiver wire, he's a good pickup. However, I don't think that Gus Edwards is going to receive all the workload for Baltimore. Remember, Baltimore is running the ball 46% of the time. They're a running team, although a lot of that comes from Lamar Jackson. I still think they get their backs involved. Remember, when all the backs were there, it was a three-headed monster, so... J.K. Dobbins was getting were getting touches. Mark Ingram was getting touches. And Gus Edwards. They all were splitting evenly for the touches. So Justice Hill is a good, good pickup this week. <clears throat> Moving on to the Sunday games, guys. Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. Turnover worthy plays. Derek Carr, 3.23%. Matt Ryan, 2.68%. Passer rating, the, the Raiders under a clean pocket, 122%. Under pressure, 64%. Atlanta under a clean pocket, 105%. Under pressure, 66%. Percent of plays, Las Vegas, run the ball 44% of the time, pass the ball 56% of the time. Atlanta's running the ball 37% of the time, passing the ball 63% of the time. Average offensive snaps. The Raiders, 68. Atlanta, 73. Formation sets. The Raiders, out of three wide receiver sets, 45% of the time. Two tight end sets, 45% of the time. Two running back sets, 23% of the time. Atlanta, out of three wide receiver sets, 63% of the time. Two tight end sets, 23% of the time. Two running back sets, 19% of the time. Guys. Brian Hill is eating to, eating into Ty Gurley's opportunity. If he's on the waiver wire, he may be a good pickup. 
to carry you through the playoffs if you're going, going to make the playoffs. Remember, with the playoffs, you got to carry that week by week. You can't think of the next week. You got to win now because you lose, you're gone. The Raiders are allowing, their number four in points allowed to the running back position. So why not get him in there if you have, have a, a weak spot at running back and you need some help there? Brian Hill is another guy that you could potentially pick off the waiver wire to get in there. Derek Carr is going up against the, a defense that's allowing top five in fantasy points to quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. Whoa, can you say giddy up? Man, Waller's going to eat this week. Derek Carr is going to do well this week. And how about Josh Jacobs? Man, all these guys are going to do well. Atlanta is number one in point in, in, in allowing passes 20-plus yards downfield. That's good for Henry Ruggs. Although he didn't do well in the past week, I think this is a shining spot for him. Look for Henry Ruggs to do well. Look for him to stretch the field for the Los Angeles Raiders. Although Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar is Las Vegas Raiders' number one wide receiver. Think about that, guys. When he was in Philadelphia, he was the talk of the town negatively. He was a tall. He made memes made of him. A guy catching bodies out of a building saying, at least I'm catching the bodies, unlike Nelson Aguilar. Listen to that, guys. Matt Ryan, he stuck it up last week, so we'll see how things go. Julio, he's banged up with a hamstring issue, man. He tried to come out and tough it out, but it didn't go so well. So I don't know. We can't trust it. I wouldn't get Julio in there. We don't know if he's going to come out and try to play and not make it through the game. We don't know. Moving on to the charges at the Bills. Turnover-worthy plays. Justin Herbert, 1.94%. Josh Allen, 3.94%. Passer rating. The charges under a clean pocket, 107%. Under pressure, 100%. Buffalo, under a clean pocket, 112%. Under pressure, 85%. Percent of plays, the Chargers are running the ball 40% of the time, passing the ball 60% of the time. Buffalo's running the ball 35% of the time, passing the ball 65% of the time. Average offensive snaps, the Chargers 75, Buffalo 69. Formation sets, <laughs> the Chargers are out of three wide receiver sets 71% of the time, two tight end sets 21% of the time, two running back sets 12% of the time. Buffalo, out of three wide receiver sets, 95% of the time. Two tight end sets, 4% of the time. Two running back sets, 2% of the time. Justin Herbert is having quite the outstanding rookie season. 25 fantasy points per game since he's started. That's huge. That is huge. Buffalo is a high passing team. 50s. 56% success rate in the league at passing. That's number one in the league. Number one. Buffalo is in Buffalo is in three wide receiver sets 95% of the time. I don't know if you missed that when I said it, but 95% of the time. So, therefore, that tells me if you have any of their wide receivers, that's down to Cole Beasley. If you have any of their wide receivers, 
they are a must play because there's a potential that they're going to get the ball. Remember, opportunity equals success, guys. This could potentially be a shootout game. So if you have them in this game, I would start them. Guys, I want to put a little nugget out there. Austin Eckler is on his way back. He's on the verge of coming back, man. It may not, it's not this week. It may be next week. He's putting tweets out there of him lifting and bench pressing and squats and doing all that stuff. So look for Austin Eckler to be out there soon. Moving on to the Giants at the Bengals. Turnover worthy plays. Daniel Jones, 2.94%. Ryan Finley, this is his first start, man, so zero. <clears throat> Passer rating. The Giants under a clean pocket, 93%. Under pressure, 52%. Cincinnati under a clean pocket, 64%. Under pressure, zero. Man got in there a little bit late last week. Percent of plays. The Giants is, are running the ball 37% of the time, passing the ball 63% of the time. Cincinnati's running the ball 33% of the time, passing the ball 67% of the time. Average offensive snaps, the Giants 67, Cincinnati 76. Formation sets, the Giants out of three wide receiver sets 55% of the time, two tight end sets 43% of the time, two running back sets 6% of the time. Cincinnati's out of three wide receiver sets 83% of the time, two tight end sets 15% of the time, Two running back sets, 2% of the time. I feel bad for Joe Barrow, man. That was a tough break. He tore his ACL and MCL. So hopefully he can get back. Normally guys don't really come back as themselves after an injury like this. So he was having a great season, passing a lot. I just hope he can make, make a nice comeback next season. The Giants defense are totally in play this week. Against um, Ryan Finley. They could potentially get a lot of turnovers. Cincinnati is bottom six O-line in pass blocking. So I think that there's going to be sacks here. So if you have the Giants defense or if they're out there on the waiver wire, go pick them up so you can play them this week. I like them. Daniel Jones is in play here. He's starting to run a little bit. So those accumulated yards that he's picking up, are going to equal production. Remember, 40 yards is four points in fantasy. I don't care how you look at it, if it comes from a quarterback or not. Remember, 20, 25 yards passing is one point. So you're winning there. I'm not sure quite I'm not quite sure what we have in Ryan Finley. Who knows? So we need to pump our brakes on guys like T. Higgins. Boy. You know, although T. Higgins is having a standout season, he may be quarterback proof. You know how these rookies are. I don't know. We don't know what Ryan Finley has. We have to see. So, let's see. I wouldn't start him this week, though. No T. Higgins. No, we need to wait and see. Pump our brakes a little bit. Moving on to the Titans at the Colts. Turnover worthy plays. Ryan Tannehill, 4.44%. Phillip Rivers, 3.13%. Passer ratings. Tennessee under a clean pocket, 115%. Under pressure, 84%. Indianapolis, under a clean pocket, 96%. Under pressure, 92%. Percent of plays, Tennessee's running the ball 46% of the time, passing the ball 54% of the time. The Colts are running the ball 44% of the time, passing the ball 56% of the time. Average offensive snaps, 
Tennessee 69, the Colts 70. Formation sets, Tennessee's out of three wide receiver sets 47% of the time, two tight end sets 42% of the time, two running back sets 16% of the time. The Colts out of three wide receiver sets 71% of the time, two tight end sets 27% of the time, two running back sets 2% of the time. The Colts defense the Colts defense does this week in and week out. They're top five against all skill positions. I like the Colts defense here. The Colts did a great job a couple of weeks ago against Derrick Henry. So I'm not even sure if Derrick Henry is going to produce here. I like the Colts defense. They stand out. They did it last week against Green Bay. Although, for their offense, I don't know which running back is going to come to play this week. You know, it's the hot hand approach with the Colts. We don't know. Last week it was Teller. Next week it may be Hines. Who knows? We have to see. I do know one thing for the Colts. Michael Pittman has quickly became the number one wide receiver in Indianapolis. So if he's still out there in your waiver wire, which he shouldn't, he shouldn't be. If he is, go pick him up. He's a must start. He's a must start, man. Must start. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Turnover-worthy plays. Baker Mayfield, 4.53%. Jake Luton, 7.38%. Passer rating. Cleveland out of clean pocket, 108%. Under pressure, 31%. Jags out of a clean pocket, 80%. Under pressure, 3%. Woo! Percent of plays. Cleveland's running the ball 49% of the time, passing the ball 51% of the time. Jags running the ball 31% of the time, passing the ball 69% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Cleveland 65, Jags 66. Formation sets, Cleveland is out of three wide receiver sets 42% of the time. Two tight end sets 48% of the time. Two running back sets 20% of the time. Jags out of three wide receiver sets 77% of the time. Two tight end sets, 18% of the time. Two running back sets, 10% of the time. Cleveland offense is in a great spot here. I like both Chubb and Hunt. So you, if you have any any pieces of those that running back core, I like them both, man. They both should get off. This is a running team. 49% of the time, your running backs are going to do well. Jags are a bottom 10, 10 defense against all skill positions. So... Why not? Jarvis Landry looked good. Heck, Baker Mayfield looked good, even though he's not producing as well this year. He looks good. I think it should be fine against this. The Jags has a adjusted sack rate of 32 in the league. They're 32nd in adjusted sack rate. Baker is, is a good, he's in a good spot this week, man. Hopefully he, he takes advantage of it. We'll see. We don't know yet. We'll see, though. Moving on to the Panthers at the Vikings. Turnover-worthy plays. P.J. Walker, 4.44%. Kirk Cousins, 2.82%. Passer rating. Carolina under clean pocket, 58%. Woo. Under pressure, 122%. That's interesting. Minnesota under clean pocket, 117%. Under pressure, 74%. Percent of plays, Carolina's running the ball 36% of the time, passing the ball 64% of the time. Minnesota's 
running the ball 48% of the time, passing the ball 52% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Carolina 66, Minnesota 63. Formation sets, Carolina's out of three wide receiver sets 65% of the time. Two tight end sets 24% of the time. Two running back sets 14% of the time. Minnesota's out of three wide receiver sets 36% of the time. Two tight end sets 43% of the time. Two running back sets 38% of the time. Feeling done hit the COVID-19 list. He should be fine, though. He should be fine. It's within the five-day rule that they have that for the COVID list. When you hit it, you be on there for five days. So we'll see. Just monitor that. Know that Thielen's on that list. If Thielen's out, this is an awesome spot for Jefferson. I think Jefferson is in a good spot against Russell Douglas. Jefferson is playing well. He's a prime-time receiver. He, he runs silky routes. He runs smooth. He plays well. He gets the ball also from Kirk Cousins. So, if Thielen's in or out, Jefferson's a good play. Of course, and I say this again, of course Dalvin Cook's going to eat against this Carolina run funnel defense. So, I look for Dalvin Cook to continue to do well, and I look for them to get the ball to him early and often. So, if you have Dalvin, play him. Moving on to the Arizona Cardinals at New England Patriots. Turnover-worthy plays, Kyle Murray. 2.10%. 2.10%. Cam Newton, 1.75%. Passer rating. Arizona's out of a clean pocket, 108%. Under pressure, 65%. New England's out of a clean pocket, 98%. Under pressure, 44%. Percent of plays. Arizona's running the ball 40% of the time, passing the ball 60% of the time. New England's running the ball 48% of the time, passing the ball 52% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Arizona 73, New England 66. Formation sets, Arizona's out of three wide receiver sets, 63% of the time. Two tight end sets, 33% of the time. Two running back sets, 30, I mean, excuse me, 3% of the time. New England's out of three wide receiver sets, 57% of the time. Two tight end sets, 4% of the time. Two running back sets, 43% of the time. Drake seems to have uh, resumed his uh, role as the lead back here in Arizona. So, you can you can run and pass on New England. New England is 31st in DVOA against the run and 30th in DVOA against the pass. I think Kyler Murray would do well here. So, if you had Kenyon Drake, fire him up. If you had... DeAndre Hopkins, fire him up. Christian Kirk, he's going to continue to stretch the field. Look for him to do damage as well. New England should be able to run as well against Arizona. They're running the ball at a 48% clip, so they should continue to do well. Listen to this, guys. While New England is winning the game, New England runs the ball 63% of the time. While they are losing the game, they run the ball. It's, it's a must that they're, going, they're just going to run. They're going to continue to run. So, Damian Harrison, Damian Harris, James White, and Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is off the injury reserve list, so he's back. However, Burkhead has hit the injury reserve list. Poor guy got hurt last week, and he was doing well, too. Burkhead was playing very, very well. 
Moving on to the Dolphins at the Jets. Turnover worthy plays. Tua, 3.33%. Joe Flacco, 5%. Passer rating. Miami out of a clean pocket, 113%. Under pressure, 62%. The Jets out of a clean pocket, 92%. Under pressure, 64%. Percent of plays. Miami's running the ball 40% of the time. <coughs> Excuse me. Passing the ball 60% of the time. The Jets are running the ball 35% of the time. Passing the ball 65% of the time. Average offensive snaps. Miami 64, the Jets 63. Formation sets. Miami out of three wide receiver sets 53% of the time. Two tight end sets 33% of the time. Two running back sets 20% of the time. The Jets out of three wide receiver sets 79% of the time. Two tight end sets, 21% of the time. Two running back sets, 2% of the time. Now, Tua was benched last week for Fitzmagic. I don't know. Will Tua get the start this week or will Fitzmagic? I think it was just a benching to give a spark to the team because they were down and down and out. So, it wasn't, I don't think it was, although Tua was playing a little rough. So, we'll see. Salvin Ahmed. Salvin Ahmed appears to be the guy in Miami in the backfield. He had 21 carries last week. I didn't think it was going to come to fruition, but that guy seems to be the guy. Salvin Ahmed. Salvin Ahmed. Now, poor new bad news for the for the Jets, as it has been all season. Perrine has went down with a high ankle. So it's Frank Gore time again. Frank Gore just doesn't go away. He's just a stain that you just can't get out of your clothes. Frank Gore is the guy. Bashar Perriman and Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims are getting deep targets for the Jets. So if you can find those guys, if they're on your waiver wire, they may be good pickups to carry you through the playoffs because those guys are stretching the field. Listen to this. Average depth of target for, for Perriman, 12 yards. Average depth of target for Mims, 14 yards. That's huge. Each pass they get, they get in the downfield. Those two guys should be in your lineups to carry you through the playoffs. If they're not in the lineups, pick them up. Who knows? I think they're going to continue to get the ball, though. They're doing very well. Moving on to the Saints at the Broncos. Turnover-worthy plays. Tyree Taysom Hill, 4.55%. Drew Locke, 5.30%. Passer rating under a clean pocket. New Orleans, 106%. Under pressure, 119%. Denver, under a clean pocket, 88%. Under pressure, 25%. Center plays. New Orleans running the ball 44% of the time. Passing the ball 56% of the time. Denver's running the ball 36% of the time. Passing the ball 64% of the time. Average offensive snaps. New Orleans, 69. Denver, 70. Formation sets. New Orleans out of three wide receiver sets 50% of the time. Two tight end sets, 21% of the time. Two running back sets, 25% of the time. Denver's out of three wide receiver sets, 71% of the time. Two tight end sets, 24% of the time. Two running back sets, 10% of the time. The Saints defense has been tough the last few weeks, man. Their top two in points allowed. Their top two in points disallowed to quarterback, running back, and tight end. They're not giving up points to anybody these days, man. 
it should be a tough out for those for those Broncos, man. Taysom Hill is officially a quarterback. No longer is the cheat code of a tight end position for Taysom Hill. So that cheat code is gone. KJ Hamler is in a gray spot. He's a waiver wire pickup. If you don't have him, pick him up. Listen to this, guys. He's receiving a heavy opportunity this year. Last few weeks, 10 targets per game, man. And nobody wants to pick this guy up. He's a good player to get in your lineup. Slot him in. Now, Taysom's good for Michael Thomas. He's bad for Kamara. It's a negative correlation. However, Taysom runs the ball. And that's bad for Kamara. This is the first time ever that Kamara had zero receptions. Zero receptions. That's because Taysom Hill is either looking downfield or if he gets in trouble, he's going to run. He's going to run the ball. Moving on to the 49ers at the Rams. Turnover-worthy plays. Nick Mullins, 4.69%. Jared Goff, 2.93%. Passer rating. San Fran under a clean pocket, 111%. Under pressure, 46%. The Rams under a clean pocket, 113%. Under pressure, 44%. Percent of plays, San Fran running the ball, 41% of the time. Passing the ball, 59% of the time. The Rams are running the ball, 42% of the time. Passing the ball, 58% of the time. Average offensive snaps, San Fran, 68. The Rams, 72. Formation sets, San Fran's out of three wide receiver sets, 46% of the time. Two tight end sets, 21% of the time. Two running back sets, 42% of the time. The Rams are out of three wide receiver sets, 71% of the time. Two tight end sets, 29% of the time. Two running back sets, 0% of the time. Guys, I said this last week, and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm just at a, at a wow, a wow, a wow. I'm utterly surprised at how good the Rams defense is and how good the numbers look for them, man. Because it doesn't produce on the field. You watch their games, it doesn't look like their defense is that tough. But the numbers show it all. You have to look at the numbers. You have to, as well as the games. My eyes are telling me one thing and the numbers are telling me other things. They surprise me every week, the Rams. The run defense is bottom eight against all skill positions. The Rams defense is bottom eight against all skill positions, man. I'm just surprised by that. It's going to be a tough outing for Nick Mullins in San Fran. Shanahan is going to have to scheme up some run plays for the, the Niners. We'll see what he comes up with. San Fran are getting healthy, though. I'll say that. The skill positions are getting healthy. Mostar should be back. Debo should be back. On defense, Sherman should be back. It should be a good day. It should be some good defense out here. So we'll see. Cup Cup and Woods did damage against Tampa Bay last week, man. Look for that to continue against the 49ers. Top 10 in deep. They're top 10 in points allowed defense against the wide receiver position. So I look for Cup and Woods to continue to do do damage. Now, McVay has to take advantage of it. Don't come out here passing last week, and now you got a top 10 team defense against the wide receiver, and you decide to run the ball, try to just run, get your run game on. 
against San Fran. Man, come on, McVay. Kansas City Chiefs at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Turnover worthy plays. Pat Mahomes, 2.26%. Brady, 2.08%. Passer rating. Kansas City out of a clean pocket, 128%. Under pressure, 79%. Tampa Bay out of a clean pocket, 107%. Under pressure, 55%. Percent of plays. Kansas City's running the ball 34% of the time. Passing the ball 66% of the time. Tampa Bay is running the ball 35% of the time, passing the ball 65% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Kansas City, 69, Tampa Bay, 69. Formation sets, Kansas City's out of three wide receiver sets 73% of the time. Two tight end sets, 24% of the time. Two running back sets, 5% of the time. Tampa Bay is out of three, three wide receiver sets 64% of the time. Two tight end sets, 32% of the time. Two running back sets, 2% of the time. This could be a bounce back spot for Tampa Bay's running backs, man. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette after being shut out by the Rams last week. That was bad, man. They got no production going on from the run game. Monday night was a tough game for uh, Tampa Bay against the Rams. Kansas City are number 10 in fantasy points allowed to the running back over the last four games. So I think this should be a great spot for Tampa Bay's running game. Early on, Tampa Bay was a tough pass covers team. Over the last four games, they're top seven in fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. Like I said, the Rams, Cup, and Robert Woods Torched them last week. This is a great spot for Tyreek Hill. And if Sammy Watkins is back, get him in there as well. And if he's on your waiver wire and he's back this week, this is a great spot to play him. Even Demarcus Robinson. Because if Sammy's out, Demarcus Robinson should eat. Now, this isn't a great spot for CEH. I don't like it. I don't like this spot for him. Tampa Bay has a good run defense. As you see, the Rams didn't even decide to run. They they did. They ran a little bit, but they didn't get enough production from the run game. Tampa Bay has a good, solid run defense. Now, Andy Reid is known for scheming up some things as well, so he may scheme up some run run plays for CEH. We shall see. Mahomes should eat well. He should eat well against the the, uh, Bucs defense. I like this should be just normal business as well for Mahomes, man. Brady, Brady's deep ball looks bad. I'm not, you know, and it may be, may be fun, may be true. Noodle arm, people are calling him noodle arm. So, but his deep ball looks bad. And what's up with the snub, man? The handshake snub when you lose. Come on, Brady. What's up with that, man? This is like the second time I heard you did it once against Chicago. Now you're doing it here against uh, the Rams. You know, players are looking up to you, man. Come on. Come on. Stop it, Brady. Stop it. When you win, you shake hands. You have dialogue with players. Stop it. When you lose, live up to it, man. Shake their hands. Moving on to Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. Turnover-worthy plays. Nick Foles, 2.87%. Aaron Rodgers, 1.73%. Passer rating. Chicago out of a clean pocket, 87%. Under pressure, 69%. Green Bay out of a clean pocket, 128%. Under pressure, 66%.
Center plays. Chicago is running the ball 32% of the time, passing the ball 68% of the time. Green Bay is running the ball 39% of the time, passing the ball 61% of the time. Average offensive snaps. Chicago 68, Green Bay 68. Formation sets. Chicago is out of three wide receiver sets 70% of the time. Two tight end sets 31% of the time. Two running back sets 3% of the time. Green Bay is out of three wide receiver sets 44% of the time. Two tight end sets 28% of the time. Two running back sets, 32% of the time. Not sure if it's going to be Mitch Trubisky or not, man. Um, He may get the nod here. Foles has a hip issue. He got hurt at the end of the game. Last last play of the game, he got hurt. He he hurt that hip, man. So let's keep our eyes on that. We don't know if Foles is going to be out there or not. You can run the ball on Green Bay, but who's going to do it? Who for Chicago is going to run the ball against Green Bay? Who? Come on, Patterson? He's going to get some plays. But I don't know if he's going to run. I don't know if he's going to do that. And they banged up at the running back position. Green Bay wide receivers are getting healthy. Alan Lazard is back. Played a little bit last week. Excuse me. He played a little bit last week. So... I'm not sure, you know, I think he's going to pick it up a little bit. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has an average depth of target of 17 yards. Look, we all know that he's not the greatest player. He's not the greatest fantasy player, but he's producing. He has 17 yards per average on average, man. They're throwing the ball to him downfield at least 17 yards. Devontae Adams. He's a beast, man. 12 targets in back-to-back weeks. He's going to continue to get his. I don't care who's on the field. Devontae Adams is going to get his. So look for him to do that. Come on, guys. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. Turnover-worthy plays. Russell Wilson, 2.64%. Carson Wentz, 5.02%. Passer rating, Seattle is out of a clean pocket, 120%. Under pressure, 92%. Philadelphia out of a clean pocket, 83%. Under pressure, 49%. Percent of plays, Seattle is running the ball 32% of the time, passing the ball 68% of the time. Philadelphia is running the ball 33% of the time, passing the ball 67% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Seattle, 68 Philadelphia, 70. Formation sets. Seattle's out of three wide receiver sets 68% of the time. Two tight end sets 32% of the time. Two running back sets 1% of the time. Philadelphia is out of three wide receiver sets 59% of the time. Two tight end sets 36% of the time. Two running back sets 2% of the time. We're all well aware of Seattle's passing woes. It's well-documented, man. It's well-documented. So we'll see how the Philadelphia Eagles decide to take advantage of Seattle's passing woes. Over the last four Seattle, over the last four games, Seattle has been allowing the fifth most points to wide receivers and running backs. Now, I'm not sure the Philadelphia Eagles has the fortitude to take advantage of this 
nice giving defense that Seattle has. So we shall see. Chris Carson, he is possibly back this week. Mal Sanders should take advantage of this defense if the Eagles can do it. I don't know. They looked bad last week. I don't know. Could have been bad weather. But however, they look terrible against the Browns. The Browns. Come on, Eagles. By the way, they still have a chance to win the division. That's scary. Oh, man. As I mentioned, the Eagles are in a decent spot. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop laughing. The, the Eagles has a decent defense, but allow points to the wide receiver position, man. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are in great spots. They're the main two guys for this concentrated Seattle's offense. Look for them to continue to do damage, man. Business as usual for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. We shall see, guys. Hey, guys. Once again, man, happy Thanksgiving. And remember, man, continue to stay safe out there. Mask up. Keep your mind. Keep your hands sanitized. Keep your mask on. Have a happy holiday, man. Stay out of harm's way. And if you have to, stay centralized with your media family, man, because this COVID thing is serious, guys. I really want everybody to take it, take advantage of it and do well, man. Happy fantasy, man. Once again, this is the Bull Mel from Digging the Pits, and I'm out.